Derek and Steve present You heard it here second Welcome to You Heard It Here Second I am Derek And I am Steve And we are back for episode 171 Steve, how's it going? Derek, it's going well. I, I see you in high definition right high now. High def. High def. This is high def. Um, we are working with a new system. Yep. We're, it's officially called Riverside. Yep. And we're calling it Riverside. Is that what's our? <laughs> we're just like, oh, we're logging on to Riverside, or yeah, how? How ri- we? What are we, we talking River, about here? Riverside.fm is the is the platform we're now using. I think uh, it's a common commonly used platform for um, a, a lot of the kind of big time podcast. It's very easy to use and have remote guests and everything. So uh, for the first time in quite a while, it, it was a flashback to our old days here where I actually pushed a button to play that sound and Steve heard yeah. the intro while I heard the intro while we began podcasting. So that's, that's a little sound inside. Effects. Yeah, that's a little inside baseball for all the listeners. So yeah. it has been probably probably what, 20 weeks, maybe more, 20 episodes since we've heard the sound effects that you hear. Derek yeah. usually puts them in afterwards, and we just like know when to pause and when to like <laughs> laugh after them and stuff. It's very weird to do it silent, so it's nice to hear the intro again. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think it's I think it's been even longer than that because the last time, well, at, at least for like the full podcast to have all of the sound coming through both of our headphones, that you have to throw that back to when we were physically in person and we had the mixer yeah. in front of us and like had all the audio like going into the mixer, right? So, so, so you currently have all of the sound effects in front of you. Uh, I have a subset for for today, so I, you know I have Taco Bell I have news. a few there. Taco, Bell. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Testing my reaction time there. Um, we yes, yeah, so we got a few of those. We have obviously our segment uh, sound effects and everything. So so we'll see how this goes. And the other the other thing Steve mentioned off the top that he sees me in clear high def. Uh, we also have some better video recording capability with this one. So we'll see if we can uh, make it a little bit easier to have those uh, social clips that we can post. Uh, on Instagram or TikTok and things like that for some of the funny, funny segments if we have any. So um, we have to get a better so background now. I know. Now we now we got to start background hunting and uh, getting all the lighting <laughs> and everything else. So um, so episode 171, we do have a couple of shout outs uh, to start out the episode, although I guess that was one of them was our new system. Uh, Steve, you want to kick off the second shout out? I do. I would like to shout out Boston College. 10 year reunion. Ten, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Quick puke. That's disgusting. Puke. Yeah, it is. That's disgusting. 10, ten. A ten. decade. A decade of not being in college. And when when you got to college, a decade before that you were 8. Oh my god. Yeah. What is happening to us? <laughs> 10 years we're just aging. We're yeah, just aging. Just- we're we're going to continue aging forever. It. Yep. Ugh. Yeah. Not not well, great. I mean, not great. <laughs> this shout out is actually like to celebrate <laughs> and remind people of Boston College reunion, not just to like be sad how old we are. <laughs> um, but I am going. I will be there. Derek is going. He will be there. Hopefully. Uh, my fl- my. What do you mean? Hopefully. I'm gonna. I told you I'm gonna be in Florida. I'm gonna be in Florida for a conference. But I will. I'm. I'm gonna hopefully be able to swing by the first the first night of it. But. The uh, Saturday morning of reunion, I fly to Fl- uh, Fort Lauderdale for for a work conference. That's so dumb, and I don't remember we're you trading places. That. I must yeah. have blocked it out. <laughs> um, anyway, Derek will be there Friday. I will be there Friday, Saturday. I already have my flights. 
Um, so it's happening. Love it. Love it. We, we're not doing the whole uh, every single, like the day barbecue and the tour and the blah, yeah. blah, blah. We're doing the Friday night thing at Lawn on D, which is downtown Boston. And we're doing the on-campus thing Saturday night. Just to see the people you miss. I'm not doing any small talk with anyone I don't want to talk to. <laughs> we are seeing our buds in Boston and celebrating 10 years. So be there. And don't even think about being square. Just be there. Yeah, right. It's one option. One option. One option. Uh, just sh- be there. <laughs> and a special shout out to our to longtime listener, longtime caller, uh, James Murphy, who uh, actually requested that we shout out the reunion on the episode, but we already were planning to anyway. So we figured we'd redirect the shout out uh, to Murph, who is very involved with reunion planning and kind of uh, alumni outreach and things like that. So uh, you've heard his voice on the pod before. And... Uh, credit to Murph for all the the work that he does with the reunion and and uh, BC alumni work and everything else. So, so do quick it shout for, Murph. Out for Murph. Yeah, do it for Murph. Do Just it do it for Murph. Murph. So uh, that wraps up the oh, opening shout. One last yep. thing. One more. Yeah, I think the deadline to register is like two days after you're listening to this podcast. You know, I think it's right. the twentieth or so. So like right. Friday, this Friday, this Saturday, May of May, May twentieth. So get it done. Go quick. Hurry up. Hurry up. Gotta Hurry do up. Got to do it. So uh, so that wraps up the intro. And I guess without further ado, anything else you got? Or we'll just go right to sports. Let's just go right to it, Derek. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. The Monster Jam. All right. So sports hearing again, the sound effect. Live I am loving the sound effects yeah. again. It just gets, it gets you, it gets you in the zone, right? To talk about the, the topic. Oh, I'm so. Ready. Uh, cause that's, we need to be in the zone because we got a lot of losing to talk about here. Um, we do. so you especially the last time that we talked, uh, both of our teams, uh, we're starting with NHL, just get this out of the way, mm. rip the bandaid off, Steve. Uh, both of our teams were looking at promising playoff runs, uh, one because of a historical season, one because they are a known, uh, commodity you know, this time of year, right in the lightning. Um, both of our teams with very, very disappointing first rounds, of course, my team, a bit more disappointing than your team, given the stakes and the situation, I think. Yep. Uh, the Bruins' historic season continuing on the trend that I talked about last podcast that we said all of these President's Trophy winners, all of these historic 60-plus win teams, they don't go all the way. In fact, many of them fall flat on their face early, and the Bruins, despite going up 3-1 to one in the first round, fall to the Florida Panthers, who are now in the conference finals. So I have a follow-up question about that for you in a little bit. But uh, Bruins lose to the Panthers in the first round. They're out. They're faced with lots of uh, self-reflection questions as we go forward to next year because when people use the term all-in, the Bruins were all-in. Like The Bruins pushed salary chips to the table. They made trades. They they traded first-round picks. They were all-in. And by all accounts, it was working. Uh, And then... As they say in hockey, you can, well, they say you can run into a hot goalie. I'm not sure that was actually what happened here. Uh, they ran into a hot team and they also sort of, you know, crumbled themselves from the way they had been playing. So yeah. Bruins fall uh, shockingly in the first round. Lightning fall to the Maple Leafs who win their first playoff series in a gazillion years only to then lose to the yeah. Panthers in five games. Immediately. Uh, what's your takeaways? I, I know you probably haven't been following as closely since the Lightning got knocked out, but what's your takeaways from, from the NHL so, playoffs? I, the most important thing here is that the Lightning are no longer the laughing stock. It's yeah. a. I have been through this, Derek. Exactly. Yeah. The Lightning 
tied the record. They were a juggernaut. This is what, 2020? Yep. 2019. Or, yeah. 2019. Tied the most win records. They were just demolishing teams. Got swept first round by the Blue Jackets. Jackets, 4-0. And they... It hurts so much more when there's expectations. Like yeah. the Lightning went in this time, kind of limping into the playoffs. Yeah. And won a game. We're like, oh, exciting, whatever. But then lost. I'm like, all right, well, we didn't truly have it this year. So I know the feeling of going yeah. in as President's Cup winner, all the expectations on you and losing the first round. And it's it doesn't just stink as a fan. It stinks because other fans are like laughing at you. Yeah. You like it's really embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah, you're the so center tell me of attention about your embarrassment. for all yeah. the other fans, right? Like the other fans, right. don't, nobody's no other fans in the league are saying anything about the Lightning. Like whatever, the Lightning lost. Like they, the Lightning yeah. used to win the last couple of years, they lost this year. Big deal, right? You be, you become the center of attention when the expectations arrive on you, right? And you know you you sit there and it's it, you it's tough. Right? Like you 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 almost can't even. It, it, in overtime too, in Game Seven is one of those. It's just like the, that moment of like disbelief. It's like wow, like they actually, yeah. they actually, because like in hockey, you know, unless you're losing, like there's always that. Well, you know, they're probably still going to win. You know, like like until yeah. we're until we're against the wall at the end of the game, it's like oh, we're actually going to lose, right? When it goes to overtime, it's like yeah, no, like they're still going to win. Like it's just going to be a real scare, right? And then when you give up the overtime goal, it's just like. There's there's probably no more deflating like arena vibe than giving up an overtime goal in hockey in Game Seven, right? Like it's like no, the, like w- the arena just goes dead silent and people just immediately start walking out, right? It's like all at the same time. Not like other sports, you might have a gradual departure of the fans, right, down the aisles, right? Um, so yeah, brutal brutal opening round. Um, the the related question I had for you is more of a general one when when tying it back to you know we're not going to talk too much about the the conference finals, right? I mean, the Panthers and Hurricanes are in the Eastern Conference Finals. Stars and Golden Knights in the West. Uh, you know, exciting uh, matchups for a neutral hockey fan, certainly. Um, yeah. But my question for you, as you know, just in general, sports fan, I'm using the Bruins example here because I don't personally know the answer for me. Does it make you feel better or worse when a team that you know stunningly upsets your team? ends up making a deep run and maybe wins it all. Like, does it, does it make you feel better or worse or neither? I think it depends on the person. It's a good question. But my initial thought is better. You want Mine the too, team that you lost to to win it all. Although it, it's weird because now, like, the Lightning lost the Maple Leafs and the Maple Leafs were like jerks and, and that's a bad call, <laughs> yeah. three overtime losses. And the Maple Leafs lost immediately. And I'm like, good, yeah. screw the Maple Leafs. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It's, but that's because yeah. it's very specific to my team. Yeah. At that moment, I don't know. Uh, I, I right now watching like, oh, if you're the Bruins, you definitely want the Panthers to win. But the Lightning just lost the Maple Leaves, or and I'm like, screw the Maple Leaves. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. I, I, it's as weird as it sounds. I feel like there's a little difference between wanting them to win and it making you feel better. You know what I mean? Like make you feel yeah, better about be the loss. You know what I mean? You want but them like, to lose, but it will make you feel better if they win. Yes. Like for example, I don't remember what the blue jackets did that year that they swept the the lightning, but if they, if they, let's say the blue jackets got swept the very next series, you'd be like, geez, like that's so annoying. <laughs> yeah. Like, like yeah. they just swept us. Like we should, and then we would have, we would have kicked the crap out of the next team because they got swept. Right. But instead, like, so, you, you know, the Panthers go on and they beat a really good Maple Leafs team. And now if they go and beat the, the Hurricanes, it's like, 
okay, was that really so much of a fluke or is this Panthers team just like ridiculously good all of a sudden, right? And so yeah. it doesn't make you feel better because I mean that much better because you know you still should have won, right? But um, anyway, just that just a little side note question that I, I, I've been question. struggling with I mean, myself, I, you know. Yeah. So I mean, you're. It's a tough time to be a, a Lightning and, bo- and a Bruins. Fan. <laughs> it is. It <laughs> is time. for sure. Tougher so. time to be a, a Bruins fan, though. Yes, I agree with that. Um, anything else in NHL playoffs? Uh, no, just I'm. I think I'm rooting for. I was rooting for the Kraken. Yanni Gord is my boy. He was a mm-hmm. Lightning. He was on the Lightning for a long time. Um, they lost, so now I think I'm rooting for the Panthers. Panthers. But I thought didn't you guys kind of hate the Panthers from rivalries a few years ago? I hate them, hate them, hate them. But I think it's like I know them more <laughs> yeah, than I know right. the other teams because I hate yeah. them. Yeah. And there wasn't that much bad blood this year with mm-hmm. them, so I think the right. Panthers. But that's Alrighty, I mean, there you go. Yeah. I think but who I think um I think Vegas. I think Vegas. Um, mainly, you know, Vegas has Bruce Cassidy as their coach, Bruins former coach last year who. All season long, everybody was like, oh, yeah, like, correct move, like, switching coaches, right? Because, like, you had the best team in history, right? Yeah, Clearly, right. you made the right move, and now, you know, he's the one who's still standing. But, yeah, um, true. so, but I think I'm rooting for them. I, I've I always liked him, and, and, you know, Vegas, I think, uh, you know, ha- hasn't won it yet. They've made it. They've been close, so I think I'll be rooting for Vegas. Um, so, if nothing else for hockey, that transitions us into the NBA, where we're also down to four teams. Um, the NBA salivating right now, I'm sure, yeah. at the idea of the Celtics and Classic. Lakers still being alive. Yeah. Um, so the final four teams in the league, we have actually, uh, interestingly enough, a direct rematch of the bubble uh, playoffs. The the conference finals oh, in the four? bubble. All four was the Nuggets and Lakers out west and the Celtics and Heat in the east. Of course, that year it was Lakers Heat and the Lakers beat the Heat in the finals. So um, to the extent that you've watched the NBA playoffs, um, what are your thoughts overall? I've watched these more NBA four? playoffs than NHL after the Lightning were gone. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the, these matchups. I like all these teams just as a neutral. I'm not a neutral observer, but mm-hmm. just as like a, a not a fan of any of them. I think Heat Celtics has, the, has all the drama you want. Jimmy Butler's like... Very fiery. The Celtics are really, really good. Anyone can score at any time. I think that's going to be a wonderful matchup. Mm-hmm. And then you got LeBron, and then you yeah. just like can't get rid of LeBron. I love it. And he's just right. He yeah. and Jokic, but uh, yeah, LeBron is inevitable. And I'm this is a this is kind of a separate question for you because I I had this argument with friends. Do you like you don't like LeBron? Uh, I right? don't. I don't. I, it's not as bad as it used to be for me, but I don't. Yeah. So I used to not like him, but way I've, yeah, I've yeah, come yeah. around to liking him. Right. I'm of the mindset that if I don't care about any of these teams, I'm going to root for LeBron James because he has the opportunity to become the best player of all time. Mm-hmm. Truly. Like, yeah. there's the debate now. Is it him, Jordan, Kobe, blah, blah, blah. Let's say LeBron wins two more titles with two more teams. Like, yeah, he will be the best player of all time. I think Hands one. Down. I think one could do it. I mean, maybe yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. So, don't you want to say like you grew up watching the best player of all time? Mm-hmm. Like years down the road, you want to talk about LeBron like our dads talk about Jordan. You know, you yeah. want to say I saw him do all the stuff. Right. Right. Um, that's my thought process with LeBron. So I'm rooting for the Lakers. I want I want Lakers Celtics. Although I wouldn't mind Lakers Heat. I think yeah. if the Nuggets get in. It's going to be lame, no matter who the, plays. The, I mean, and, and it's it's a shame because Jokic is such a fun player, but I just think the Nuggets just 
It just, they don't just, they don't have the like mass appeal like the juice no. right and and for they all you conspi- the for, for, the, for the conspiracy theorists out there right I mean that's what you're gonna lean on if you if you see that the calls might start benefiting a potential Celtics Lakers matchup right like that you'll have the conspiracy theorists running wild with the fact that that's what the NBA wants in the whole in the Bill Russell year right like the honorary Bill Russell like the six on every NBA court and on all the oh, jerseys. Oh. Yeah. Like, cause he, he passed away at the end of last season, mm-hmm. you know, to get the Celtics Lakers, LeBron Celtics, right? Like the Celtics getting back to the finals a year after they lost to the Warriors against LeBron, who in the earlier, early in his career had all that trouble against those Celtics teams and then broke through. And, you know, there, there's a ton of storylines packed into yeah. Celtics Lakers without all that. And then you add the LeBron Celtics element to it. Uh, the NBA certainly would not be upset if that was the matchup. Um, but so I, we'll see, you know, the, the Celtics have, uh, you know, to use like a, to use a not always sports phrase, but they've been playing with their food a bit. You know what I mean? Like they, you know, with, with the, the Hawks, they, they took them six games, a team that they shouldn't have probably gone six against. And then the Sixers take them seven, uh, yeah. really and the Celtics, you know, needed a, a late comeback in game six to even keep their season alive. And then they obviously have the historic Tatum performance in game seven to really blow them out. But um, we'll see lot, lot, lots of storylines there, but um, who are you rooting it's, for? I think I'm rooting for the Celtics. I think I'll, okay. I think I'll okay. yeah. Interesting. <laughs> gonna, Interesting. Yeah. I, I thought about it, but I think that's what I'm going to root for. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll find out uh, how these conference finals matchups go, but I think they will both be good series. Hard fought on the Celtics heat. One is on paper. One of those that it's like, I think, ESPN analytics tweeted out like their analytics thing says the Celtics have a 97% chance of winning. It's like, okay, what? like these teams have That's met in the so conference dumb. finals three out of four years. And Jimmy Butler's been an animal every playoff series he's played in, in the last like five years. Like how can you say 3% chance? Like that, that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, so anyway, we'll see what happens with those, uh, playoff series. Anything else on those? No, I'm excited. I, I, right. I kind of skipped, I fast forward to the the conference finals for yeah, NBA. Right. Now we're here. I'm excited. Yeah, exactly. Um, the only downside is that the games always are so late. Once you get to the conference finals, they all start at like eight thirty, nine yeah. o'clock. Um, so, last topic on NBA before we move on uh, is the draft lottery, which was actually Ugh. like right before we recorded here. The Magic had, I think, yeah. two shots. Right? Do they have two shots to get it? They had a nine percent chance. Nine percent. I didn't know chance. what the 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 it worked out to be for yeah, their, however in total, many shots. Their chance was nine percent. They had a nine percent chance of getting the number one pick. Who would be Victor Wembanyama? I think Wembanyama. Yeah, I don't Wemban- remember. How I always to say, say I always say Wembanyama. Wembanyama. Um, there you go. <laughs> Wembanyama. He uh, the seven foot four freak yeah. from France. Yeah. A spectacular basketball player. Like the next. Yep. There's always like, oh, the next X, Y, or Z. The next yeah. generational player. There's always one of those. Yep. Like Zion was that guy a few years ago, yeah. like generational talent. Now he's just like pretty ben Simmons, good. Right. Always hurt Ben Simmons. Yeah. So yeah. who needs Wem Banana? Not me. <laughs> Not the magic. I, I so was desperate it won't be the for magic. him. <laughs> tank tank for uh what is it? Bomb for Banana or what bomb yeah. for anyway. Uh so, so it won't be we'll the magic who get the pick. The it will be the San Antonio Spurs, who are one of these historic you know, recently dominant franchises that has fallen all the way to the bottom, and now they get uh, the 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 pick they need, right, to to try to turn their their franchise around. So we'll see if that works for them. Uh, Spurs pick first, then Hornets, then Trailblazers, and then the Magic pick at six and eleven. 
Uh, so they will still get two hopefully very good players uh, yeah. in, in this draft, just not the uh, very top of the draft class. So uh, anything else on lottery? Quick, quick hitter there. No, I mean, all year you're like, oh, who's going to get when banana? And yep. now we're here. It's still a little, little deflating. I'll be honest. Yeah. A little deflating. No bananas. No bananas. No bananas. For the magic. No so, <laughs> so brings us to our final sports topic, which is Major League Baseball. And one thing has not changed since we last podcasted, which is that the Tampa Bay Rays continue to be a wagon, although maybe slightly less to a slightly less degree than they were the last time when I think they hadn't lost yet. Um, yeah, slightly less uh, of a wagon. But, still... but we <laughs> it's like early midseason baseball. We would never talk <laughs> about baseball at this point in yeah. the podcast unless the Rays were the best team in baseball, which they yeah. are. So give them the respect they deserve. Yep. Did you hear about uh, Randy Land, Derek? I don't believe so, no. So every Friday, the Rays play um, in their throwback uniforms. It's like a big, like, oh, Friday, every home game, every Friday yep. home game, it's like a big celebration. You can buy a section. It's in the outfield at the at like one of the short porches uh, called Randy Land. And you show up, to, you buy a ticket to Randy Land. It's like a section. You get a T-shirt with like Randy's face on it. They hand out big like fat heads of him and his name and stuff. And if he hits a home run, you get a free beer. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they like give right. you a ticket for beer. For the first, this is, I'm not kidding, against the Yankees, I think it was Garrett Cole, the first Friday with Randy Land, Randy's first at-bat home run. <laughs> it's like him wow. to a T. The guy loves the spotlight. Yeah. The, the brighter the yeah. stage, the better he does. He's like, oh, it's the first Friday of Randy Land, and if I hit a home run, do it. Yeah. first at-bat, boom. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so Randy Land's so, the new promotion. Yeah. We're all excited about it. Yeah, and do, the Rays do are back. More, more promotions for Randy. I mean, like just convince that guy's brain that it's the World Series every at bat, exactly. and, and yep. you'll have a 650 hitter with you know 75 home runs. So 100. Um, so there you go. Randy Land uh, is alive and well. Um, pitch clock seems to be continuing to go pretty well uh, for the most part. I still see here and there some some quirks of like you know pitcher called for it because he was too quick or like batter called for it because he wasn't looking and like there there's still a, there are a few that I think people are still adjusting to but it was always inevitable that you were going to need to have some adjustment period in order for this to work right I mean you couldn't just snap your fingers and everybody's like all right yep you know there's going to be some growing pains but overall I think they've been relatively manageable what, what do you think about the pitch clock yeah I, I don't think that there's been a game decided on a pitch clock yeah. violation or a new rule violation so we, you hear about them and you're like, okay, move along. Like yeah, you forget right. that baseball is so long and there's yeah. so many pitches and so many at bats. Like, yep. uh, one strike, one ball here and there for whatever yeah. reason. I mean, it matters to them, of course. It matters in the moment, but right for me as a fan, I'm like, right, works for me, whatever. Exactly, exactly. So I love that it keeps it moving, Keep, keeps keeps the games uh, on a pretty good schedule, and you know, can't complain at all. So. Pitch clock's Pitch clock. here to stay. Success, definitely here to stay. Here to stay. Um, anything else on sports? Nope. Let's talk Alrighty. to the fans. Let's talk to the fans. So why don't you in my DMs. What? My DMs. What? My DMs. What? What? All right. So, uh, talking to the fans, we have one question today. So, the spotlight's all going to go to Rob, who submitted an excellent question. Um, here is Rob's question. This At is what a great point, question. This is a great question. <laughs> At what point does a grilled cheese become a melt? So I guess it's two questions. 
because the second question is kind of not the same question. But I'll read them both, and we can discuss. We can discuss. Yep. And if you make a grilled cheese on a panini press, is it a panini or a grilled cheese? So. So I think I have an answer. Okay. Let's hear it. I'm a big sandwich guy, as the listeners and Rob know. Mm-hmm. Um. So the question: At what point does a grilled cheese become a melt? I don't think. Correct me if I'm wrong, Derek. I don't think you could have a melt without anything but cheese. It would have to have something more than cheese, right? Would I you, think so you too. Have, like, would you ever say like, "I'll get a melt," or like, "That's a nice melt"? With it was, if it was just cheese, just, just melt. Yeah. So I think the point of no return from grilled cheese to melt, because you can still have grilled cheese with toppings. You can have grilled cheese with pork, mm-hmm. grilled cheese with tomatoes. Mm-hmm. I think it becomes a melt. When the topping to cheese ratio tips to the topping side, I think once mm. it becomes 50.1% other ingredient, 51% turkey, 49% cheese, it's a turkey melt. melt. Turkey melt. 49 turkey, 51 cheese. Grilled cheese it's with turkey. A grilled cheese with turkey. <laughs> I, and I I'm don't sticking mind. to it. That sounds logical. And I <laughs> I think that's right. So what about in a three ingredient scenario? Like is is it fifty percent cheese threshold or is it yeah, you the already majority know ingredient? Yeah, it's it's a comparative negligent state. It means if as long as it's over fifty other ingredient, melt. Right. So all okay. other ingredients combined versus cheese. Versus cheese. Right. All right. I like that. And and all all cheeses, so right, 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 right. Of course, all in, yeah. in like a like a a gouda and a cheddar and a blah blah. blah all count as cheeses, and all the other stuff count as the other. Some of the cheeses, fifty one percent. Some of everything else, forty nine percent. You are still in grilled cheese territory, right? Correct. You're just like grilling it. cheese. That's what right. you're doing. It's all your yeah. It's all you're doing. But you've it's got some doing. toppings. I like it. So part two. If you make a grilled cheese on a panini press, is it a panini or a grilled cheese? Um, I think it's still a grilled cheese. I agree with you. Because I, 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 so I guess the follow-up question is, is what no, is the difference between it. a panini and a melt? Okay. <laughs> well, panini has to be made on a panini on, press. A pan, on, has to be on a has panini press. Has to be, has to be has pressed. To be. Yes. Has to be. Can't be grilled on a, on a flat iron. It has to be right. pressed. Right. Um, the question because <laughs> we're not. So, I'm so, not going to get into so, multiple so, so like melt, dimensions melt, of. No, no, no. Yeah. So, so paninis are are, are subsets of melts, right? Like we, yes. we just had the we just had the melt versus grilled cheese discussion, and anything that was over fifty one percent cheese is a grilled cheese, right? So even right. if you make that on a panini press, it doesn't matter because it's a grilled cheese, right? Right. But if you if you if you drop below the threshold on cheese, like so, if you have forty nine percent cheese, in what you've you'd classically call a, a tuna melt, let's say, or a turkey melt or something, yes. But you make that on a panini press, it would become a turkey panini. You are correct. So right, if you put a forty nine percent topping, fifty one percent grilled cheese on a panini, and you press it, it's still a grilled cheese. Still with a grilled cheese. Yes. I agree. Yep. I agree. So there you go. There you go, so, Rob. <laughs> That's your answer. So there you go. Simple. Simple. Not hard. Um, yeah, not hard. Very easy. 
So that's it for for the DMs. Thank you uh, to Rob for the excellent question. It was uh, one of the best, one of the most thought provoking we've had in a while. So I think that, uh, I think that's a good quick follow up question. If what's your favorite grilled cheese other topping? If you only pick one, only one. Yeah. Hmm. If it has to be a grilled cheese that's, with a thing, that's mm, that's a good question. If you can only pick one, like my mind immediately went to turkey. I usually am a turkey guy, but oh. I, I don't. I don't think if I can only pick so one. One of the lamer answers. I think bacon. I think probably bacon. That's if I can only pick lame. one. I mean, I, I've got lame answers too, but the <laughs> tomato, grill, a grilled cheese with tomato is spectacular. It is. That's but, a classic. Yeah. Pulled pork. Ooh, pulled pulled pork, pork on a grilled cheese is so good. So, okay. So, so good. I agree, but I, I have to be a little bit, I'm a little suspect of, of only having 49% pulled pork though. But like, because when when my mind goes to pulled pork, I'm like, I'm imagining that's going to be a higher percentage than fifty percent versus the cheese, right? Because I just well, feel like that would a not be cheese, a lot. Derek, of, you now you now know if when you order a grilled cheese pulled pork, it's not going to have that much pork. You know, that. I know that's what, that's my point. That's my point. I'm saying I don't know if I like that because like I I feel like if you're going to have the pulled pork, I feel like it should be a higher ratio than the fifty percent is is what I mean. So. But well, then order a pulled pork sandwich yeah. with cheese, dude. No, I, I, or I something agree. Else. I agree. I agree. But you have to the grilled cheese, you know. Order a panini. Um, <laughs> I, I, I would. Order a um, pork panini. <laughs> so there you go. There's there's your panini grilled cheese news of the week. Um, so thanks to Rob for that question. Uh, think that brings us into our next set of topics, which I believe is a fan favorite. Is that right? I think it's everybody's favorite, Derek. That's true. Yeah. I will say that that intro is a little longer than I remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, that when one's a little here, long. Yeah, when you got to wait <laughs> yeah. for it, you know. <laughs> um, it's a good one though. It's a good one though. I will and another more inside baseball. These are me- these are put together by us, obviously. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. We take different sound effects and mash them together <laughs> yeah. and make these sound effects. Yeah. That was like uh, some random like. like like jazz like riff with like a fireplace <laughs> yeah we don't just like rip a sound effect from somewhere we we build yeah it. yeah um so anyway uh this is a very uh relevant cozy book corner derek have you heard of the book tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow i have not google uh, google the cover right now and i guarantee right, you've I seen it um tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow by gabrielle oh, yeah, yep. zevin yeah it is the yep. the popular book right now. It's the one with the um, the Japanese waves on the cover with some uh, like rainbow mm-hmm. colors. It's a very very noticeable cover. Um, we finished it. We're, I'm reading it as part of a book club. Book club's back. Nice, nice. Um, we haven't had the book club yet, but it's going to be it's going to be an intense book club. This book is sad. This book, mm. I was almost crying on the airplane. I was almost wow. crying on an airplane, wow. Derek. It is a um. <laughs> It, it is no joke, and it it's not usually my type of read. Like, I'm not a big, like, get into your feels, like, two or three friends and their long journey and blah, 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 blah. Like, it's <laughs> not usually my style. Yeah. However, I gave this book an 87% Steve Nicholas Avocados. All right. I didn't certify it guac on Goodreads because it's close, but for purposes here, I'll, I'll certify it. It is, it is right, a very, man. very good book. It's about... It's also about a group of friends who start a video game company. So 
there's some entry points for guys. I know that's weird to say, but like, mm-hmm. it's an emotional book about video games, which is which is weird. Mm-hmm. So, highly recommend. If it's very popular right now, everyone's talking about it. Uh, if you want, if you're thinking about it, just do it. It's a very quick read. It's well written. It's very simple, um, and it's emotional. And I don't get that nice. emotional, Derek. Not me. Wow. Yeah. Not never. Hey. Even, no, you, even, won't, you won't catch Steve. me showing feelings. You won't catch me showing feelings. Yeah, except for this one. Except for except tomorrow for and tomorrow and tomorrow. Except Not for today, tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Not tomorrow today. and tomorrow and tomorrow. <laughs> right. so, um, very honest, very go. heart-wrenching, and like toxic relationship-y. And, mm-hmm. All right. Really good. Really, really good. All right. Marking it down. 87% can't be ignored. So Can't be we're ignored. Gonna, we're going to put that one on the short list for sure. Um, so there you go. Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Uh 87% and give it a read. I know I'm going to add it to the list. So, um, You'd that does it. it for Cozy Book Corner. <laughs> Wait, say it again. You wouldn't like it. It's not your style. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so, that does it for Cozy Book Corner. Brings us into a, a randomly added topic that we have. Um, I'm going to, we're going to, we're doing tons of inside baseball here. So, we'll do a little more inside baseball. Uh, when we, when we make the agenda, you know, I, I, we'll create the document and then like whoever of us has time first, a lot of times it's Steve who will do the initial like dump of like what topics we might talk about. And then I'll go in and I'll add some ideas and we'll kind of refine what we talk about in the episode. Right. So Steve had a bullet point in there that just said AI with a question mark and like, you know, AI Thoughts? is kind of, kind of hot right now. Right. Yeah, like, it's a topic. Everyone's, everyone's talking about AI. <laughs> like, like it's, it's going everywhere. And so. Uh, you may have heard of ChatGPT, and I'm sure you have. Most people have seen it at least somewhere. I know if you go on LinkedIn right now, you can't really even avoid like all the AI and ChatGPT stuff and the u- different uses that people are, are finding for these language AI models, right? So uh, I decided that we had to try something. So mm-hmm. uh, what we did, for those of you who haven't used ChatGPT, you basically give it a prompt. So, like You, you ask well, it to ask, do something. Is it, yeah, go ahead. Do you, how did you get to chat GPT? Did you just Google chat GPT like website? Yeah. So like open AI, I believe is the name is like the, the company that, that, that does, that has it. It's like open source, you know, chat, it's like an open source AI engine. You have to make an account to be able to use it on the computer. They also have an app, I think that you can just download and use, but there's like a limit on like how m- many characters you'll get back or something uh, from a given prompt or something like that. But so I actually had like experiment like at work, we were looking at some stuff about like AI and things like that. So I had created an account. It's just like you put your email in and you, you know, probably they keep your they get to use your data for what you ask it and stuff. So um, but I, I just, you know, have an account on it, decided to go in and, I, and I've played around with it with some things before. Like one of like there there are actually some pretty like good uses for it. Like you can uh give it a you could give it the entire transcript of this podcast episode, for example, and you could say like you know, based on this podcast transcript, like tell me a summary of uh, of ten bullet points of what Derek and Steve talked about, right? And it, it would pretty pretty accurately, you know, give you a, a summary, right? It's it's a language AI. It's just like you know processing language and and it's able to intelligently speak back, right? And like put things in good context. Um, you've seen people all over the internet do things like you know write me a Drake song about yeah. like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and like it'll write back lyrics of a Drake song, you know? And so it's like kind of alarmingly accurate at times. Right. Yeah. Um, so anything you want to add before I get to the experiment that we ran? No, because the, the experiment is, is hilarious. <laughs> um, okay. just AI is the new topic where we'll learn more about it and talk more about it. People are doing much more with it than we are. This is our yes, first foray into true. AI. That is true. I'm afraid of it. It scares me. I want AI to do 
the dumb jobs like my job not like write poetry and do like right. art which is like we're, we're making ai do the cool jobs instead yeah. of the stupid jobs all the ai generated um, art and stuff it's definitely yeah. there, there, there will be for sure moral crossroads that we reach sooner than later when it comes to this yeah stuff, right yeah um for instance, but that's for next episode. You know, that's for next episode. For this episode, but no, but but along that same line is like writing, right? Like like screenplay writing or or poetry, like you said, and, and creative things, right? Yeah. So, well, if this uh, is any indication, lines, it won't be that soon. <laughs> that is, is true. A, this is, you, this should make you feel better that. about AI because we are a little ways away. So, here's the prompt that I gave ChatGPT. I, this is so what I'm about to read is everything I gave it. This is all the info I gave it. Everything else, it decided how to how to create this uh, result. Okay, so what I said, I said, write a comedy sketch including two podcasters named Derek and Steve, who went to Boston College. Derek is 31 years old from Boston, and Steve is 31 years old from Florida. That is the full. Uh, prompt that I gave it. I gave it nothing That's else. All to you from. told the computer to write. Just write a podcast, uh, write a sketch, a comedy yes. sketch with these two podcasters from Boston, Florida. Right. Went to Boston College. So it gave back our info and I will, I will read the narrations and then Steve and I will read our parts. Okay. It, it, it gave back conversation. That it gave back a, a, a <laughs> so we're going to read it. We're going to read the yeah. script. It's t- and a disclaimer to anyone who just joined. <laughs> It's terrible. It's so cringy and so weird. So I hope that someone doesn't just like click a random spot and hear us talking like this. We'll make sure we give a disclaimer again too. But we're gonna read it as if we this was the script we were given, and this yeah. is how we were, right. we were doing it. So all right. So the title is "The Boston Bumble: A Wicked Podcast Adventure." Are you gonna talk in a Boston accent? Uh, probably not. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll do what it tells. I'll do the way it tells me to talk. Okay. So, uh, interior podcast studio daytime. The studio is set up with microphones, headphones, and recording equipment. Derek, a Boston native in his early thirties and Steve, a Floridian in his early thirties are sitting at the table, ready to record their podcast. Here's when <clears> the dialogue starts. Welcome back folks. You're tuning into the Boston Bumble with your hosts, Derek and Steve. How's it going, Steve? Hey, Derek. Can you believe it's been 10 years since we graduated from Boston College? Time flies faster than a seagull chasing a lobster roll. Tell me about it. It's been a wild ride, my friend. A wicked adventure from Boston to Florida and back again. That's right, Derek. You're a true Bostonian born and bred. Meanwhile, I'm a Floridian who got lost in the land of Duncan and Lobsters. Lost? Nah, you just took a wrong turn and ended up in the promised land. Boston's got history, culture, and the best clam chowder in the world. Oh, I'm sorry, Derek. I didn't realize clam chowder could be a religious experience. Don't mess with clam chowder, Steve. It's a sacred bond between a Bostonian and their taste buds. Well, I must admit, Derek, you've taught me a thing or two about the joy of accentuating every R and embracing the word wicked. Eh, That's the spirit. You've come a long way, my friend. Remember when we first met at Boston College? You were the guy wearing flip-flops in a snowstorm. Yeah, I learned the hard way that frostbite and flip-flops don't mix. But hey, I brought a little sunshine to your snowy world. That you did, Steve. And you taught me that not everything has to be Dunkin' Donuts and clam chowder. I learned to appreciate palm trees and sunshine. And I learned that when someone says, Pock your car and have a yard, they're not just messing around with you. It's an actual challenge. <laughs> ah, the joys of Boston parking. 
It's a real-life Tetris game. You know, Derek, even though we're from different worlds, our friendship and shared experiences at Boston College make our podcast unique. The Boston Bumble brings together the best of Boston and the Sunshine State. Absolutely, Steve, and that's what makes it special. So let's keep spreading the laughter, the wickedness, and the love for our beloved alma mater. The narrator then says they both raise their microphones, ready to dive into another episode of the Boston Bumble. Fade out. <laughs> <laughs> um, Good, nice job, nice job, Chad GPT. <laughs> so I will say that was so hard to read because it's so cringy, and I hope <laughs> that people listening knew that it was hard to read. It was not. It was not fun. <laughs> that being said, it says things. It does that yeah. could be used as a talking point. It says I got lost in the the world of Duncan and lobsters. Like that's like a cultural did. reference. Like yeah. I do love Duncan. <laughs> that's true. Like that's yeah. Like I could I could take that. Like we truly, I think we could take this script and and use it as a template and make it better. You know, yeah. I could write. Meanwhile, I'm a Floridian. Got lost in the Duncan Duncan. You could say like lost in Duncan sauce. You know, just like say you can yeah. change it to be funnier, but it hits points. Yeah, clam, clam chowders, religious experience, flip flops in the snowstorm. Yeah, oh, I mean, it, like it's very cringy and like clearly not there yet for the intricacies of like the way humans interact. Right? No, but like I didn't give it anything. You know, like, like right. I, I didn't, I didn't give it any, I, I didn't like tell it to like, you know, have like playful banter back and forth or like to use cultural references. Like I just said that I was from Boston and you were from Florida. Right. Like, you know, it made us really like, like each other. Like, there, there's a point yeah. where it says, but Hey, I brought a little sunshine to your snowy world. <laughs> that is true. That is true. It, I think this, yeah. this AI, this AI thinks we're closer than we are. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and like, you know, the Boston parking reference. It's like, I mean, you know, how does I know what a car like, is? What? Yeah. And, and, the, and, that that's, and, and that everybody says park your car in Harvard Yard. But like it's taking this well-known phrase and it's making a joke about it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It just, it, it's, right. it's just so. So, yeah. Do you think it's just taking from like other jokes or like does it how does it know? Park your car in Harvard Yard. It's also Boston parking's hard, and also Tetris is like parking. Right. Like, how does it make those connections? Yeah, like like it, it connects this like Boston accent joke. Like, like if you were yeah. categorizing jokes, right? That is a Boston accent joke that has nothing to do with parking. Like, yeah. only that the phrase "park your car" is in the phrase, right? But the joke itself, and if you search for that on the internet, it would be about the fact that it's a Boston accent joke, right? Right, and then. You know, it, yeah, like ninety nine percent of the information. Yeah, ninety nine percent of the information fed into this AI from Pakistan Harvard Yard is make fun of Boston accents, not also attribute it to Boston parking and a video difficult. game Tetris. Yeah, yeah, because because like you could also just look at the the phrase "park your car" is in the phrase, right? So yeah, you could make a joke about parking, but then tie it to the fact that parking in Boston and at Harvard would be hard, right? That like and so there, it, you know. There's a lot of impressive stuff that goes on with this, obviously. Uh, How long did it take yeah. to generate once once you typed seconds. in that prompt? It just boop, shot yeah. this out? 
it, it writes it out like as you do it. It it's like it it the the wow. amount of time it would take for like uh like a like um just like populating like a com- like a command prompt or something like like faster than human typing but just like it like it displays as it writes it and it in total that probably took 10 seconds for it to write so well, to to write the Taco Bell news segment <laughs> yeah, I know <laughs> oh sorry I, I was behind there um <laughs> there we go uh the, yeah i mean so so this is not our last interaction with ChatGPT i, I will be trying to find creative There's ways but you're yeah. right though you, there are good uses to get you started. Put it that way. Like, like, you know, you could get some good ideas from it for sure. Yeah. Like, I'm telling you, like, the way my mind works, if you gave me this prompt, I'd say, this is so dumb and not funny. But I see the bones of jokes. I see yeah. the bones that we could make better. Right. It's a, it's it's interesting. So cringy but wild is kind of the way we described it earlier. But wild. That's kind of what it is. Just like you Doug don't have Gray. to worry about it That's taking nice. your job yet, but it might reduce your job a little. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um. So there you go. They could write. I'm uh, gonna. Mm, this yeah. Play around coming, with it. I mean, things yeah. coming from my job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, th- there's still a lot of there's a lot of like moral and legal. Like someone's going to decide what's legal or, and not. That's true. Like, it can't That's decide true. that. <laughs> like, you it, know. Maybe it already has. Maybe we're so far yeah, in the true. future that we are already That's living in chat GPT's future. That's a good point. Could be. Could be. Uh, so that's it on AI. Anything else? Anything else you want to touch on there? We'll, we'll, we'll be revisiting that, I think, as we have more ideas about it. But The Boston Bumble. The Boston Bumble. I don't know. So yeah. dumb. Very weird. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm, this has made me like... <laughs> It was so dumb, but it also made me a little nervous. <laughs> a little nervous. A little scared. Yeah, all right. Weird vibes. Weird vibes. Weird vibes. From, from weird vibes from AI. <laughs> Don't know how I feel. Don't know how I feel. Um, all right. So that uh, moves us from AI into the final uh, segment here, which surprisingly is me bringing this up. I'm. This is, I think, I don't want to speak too soon. I think this is the first time in our podcast history that I am the one adding this to the agenda. Like, Maybe it's a win. I'll consider it a win, I guess. I like beat you to one of these. I don't know. Yeah, but we have officially, me. we have some Taco Bell news to share. So, Ooh. And you did uh, it right on, on time. I, know, I, I was the one who said it, so I was ready. Yeah. Yeah, you know? right. so, so in today's Taco Bell news. Now you're uh, a little early. Now you're yeah, early. That was a little early. <laughs> um, Taco Bell is fighting the Taco Tuesday trademark. Um, So I think we've talked about this before, but... Uh, Taco John's, which Steve, you are, are you familiar with Taco John's? No. It is a Midwest, um, taco restaurant, like a chain. Sounds uh, ta- terrible. Taco Bell, Taco Bell. Taco of John's. Um, taco John's. I, I believe that's the name of it. Um, Sounds like, yeah, a, taco John's. like a Connecticut taco place. So Taco Bell, I'm just going to read you from the article. Taco Bell wants to liberate the Taco Tuesday trademark from a smaller rival chain. The taco, the taco chain filed a petition Tuesday naturally, on Tuesday, with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office to cancel the trademark owned by rival Taco John's for 34 years because Taco Bell claims the commonly used phrase, quote, should be freely available to all who make, sell, eat, and celebrate tacos. Uh, Since Taco John's owns the trademark, other restaurants and companies must seek permission to use Taco Tuesday in branding and advertising. Um, The the best quote here before I, I wrap it up, from Taco Bell in the lawsuit or in their, their press release, whatever. I don't know if it's officially lawsuit territory yet. The use of the phrase, quote, 
potentially subjects Taco Bell and anyone else who wants to share tacos with the world to the possibility of legal action or angry letters if they say Taco Tuesday without express permission from Taco John's, simply for pursuing happiness on a Tuesday. <laughs> that is That's in the, the Taco Bell statement. <laughs> yes. I'm all for so it. Taco Bell's, Taco Bell's coming for, they're coming. And Talk, First of all, yeah. Taco Tuesday is is not a trademarkable. I mean, I'm sure it was trademarked officially, but yeah. it's transcended its original uh, its original yeah. patent. I would say that it's we are in public utility, public good territory right now. You, yeah. This is a good fight for Taco Bell to take up. And the hilarious thing is, it's obviously, oh, it's great press, you know, oh, we're going to fight for Taco Tuesday. It's Taco Tuesdays for everyone, yeah. blah blah blah. They're paying some lawyers yeah, a lot right. of money <laughs> yeah. to do this. Yeah. And the lawyers are taking it real seriously. Like I can see me behind a <laughs> desk like, oh, gotta get the gotta get the thing out on Tuesday. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This would be this would be your dream case. This is like, <laughs> oh my God, imagine I could make my career off this case. <laughs> this would be me. Uh, just the taco lawyer. Just the taco you, you, lawyer. Yeah. It could be you. Could be you. I think you got to reach out. You got to, you got to, you got to at least ask. Be like, hey, I'll do this. I'll do this pro bono for you. You, you got to, you got to let me. You got to let me. Got to let me. Taco Tuesday is for everyone. So, it is. I agree. So that is hilarious. So there you go. Uh, there's your Taco Bell news for the day. Uh, anything else you want to add, Steve? Any anything else? No. On Taco good job Bell with Taco Bell news, Derek. News? Absolutely. Anytime. Um, so that brings us into the final drive, which for your information, Steve, the music will not play on the final drive. I got to add that at the end. Uh, but thanks for letting me know on the playing. podcast. <laughs> um, so final drive, you want to go first, you want to go second, or you want to go third, Steve? <laughs> You're right. We've definitely done Choose this. You've said, that. You've, de- you've said that before. I want to go first and second. <laughs> first and second. All right. You got it. <laughs> I have two today, but they're two short ones that probably should have been in, in pop culture. Um, just the first thing I, Ted Lasso season three. If you're watching it, more power to you because it is terrible. It is Yikes. so bad. It is. It. I feel like they're making fun of me. Like I feel like they're. <laughs> I'm watching. And I'm like they think I'm stupid. I've watched one season of this. The first season was good, not great. It's good. It's unique and funny. Oh look, Ted Lasso is so quirky. Uh, season two. Uh, they obviously didn't know where they were going. Set up some decent storylines. Like, okay, I, I guess I see what they're doing. Season three is like, might as well have been written by a, a, a 10th grader. Like, it is so, it's pandering and it's just, it's just, it's not funny. The wrong people have too much airtime. The jokes are bad. I didn't finish. I watched the first three episodes. I was like, I can't do this. Wow. It's so bad. Wow. So, Ted Lasso season three. Ted Lasso's in the trash. Don't don't watch it. Zero percent. Zero percent. Zero. Did not DNF. Did not finish. Wow. Um, on the opposite side of the spectrum, go read a book. Go read Song of Achilles <laughs> um, by Madeline Miller. I don't think I did a cozy book corner for Song of Achilles, even though I should have. So good. So 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 good. And what, re- what reminded me of it is Troy. Remember the movie Troy? Yeah. It's a great movie. Great movie. Um, it's basically a retelling of. The Battle of Troy and Achilles and um, his like lover and his he's the greatest warrior of all time. Really, really good. Great book from beginning to end. It's it's definitely like a fiction. It's my kind of novel, you know, like Greek mythology, bit of like bit 
fantasy, but not really like gods and, and mythology. Yeah. Um, so so good. Song of Achilles, Madeline Miller. If you're opposite side of the spectrum, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow is very much like a human interest, friendship, and love, and blah blah blah. Song of Achilles, battles and war and gods and like the truly like the the movie Troy, but better in a book. So those are my two. Probably should have been in Cozy Book Corner, but whatever. Hey, whatever. Deal it's with it. Deal with the people. Yeah, deal the final with drive. It. We get to choose. My, my uh, final so. drive. My, my two final drive. <laughs> there you go. So my final drive will also be quick, but it's a quick little shout out to uh, what was a, so, a social media find that we ended up trying last week uh, for those of you that have air fryers. Uh, so, Steve, it's a little, uh, you know, the little ramekins like that you make like a, a creme brulee in? Um, like a little, like the white, like creme like brulee dish. dish. Yes. Yeah. I know the dish. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I didn't yeah, know it's so called one a ramekin. Um, yeah, it's called yeah. The more you know, right? Like that. That's <laughs> that's what it's called. Um, so, Gosh, uh, you are in the super suburbs. easy, super easy <laughs> s'mores dessert, right? Take some chocolate chips on the bottom, then you put some marshmallows on top of it, and some more chocolate chips on top of that. Pop it in the air fryer for like five or six minutes. Like kind of, you can play it by ear. You know, once it gets like kind of gooey and the marshmallows get a little golden, right? You take it out. You, you let it cool for a minute. You take some graham crackers and you'd, you'd use the graham crackers to dip it, mm. like dip. And it's like a s'mores dip. And Ooh. it takes takes like two seconds. Like, you know how to hook me. And it's got a little dish. Give it a try. I'm telling you, give it a try. I saw, saw a viral video on it and, you know, it looked delicious. So we tried it out. Uh, very good. You got Make sure the chocolate melts because if the chocolate doesn't melt, then it's like kind of too hard to scoop it. But do you uh, need, you know, a ramekin? Uh, did you, you have don't. ramekins? Do you have one? We, we got some, yeah, for five bucks. You know, uh, at Wegmans they had they had some they had some five dollar ramekins. But no, you could probably use something else. But you you want it to be a small thing because you don't want it to to spread like too much. Because then it, you know, unless you're gonna make a ton of it, you could you can make a big thing of it if you want. But I recommend so a small can... one because once it hardens, it's gonna not be very good. You know, once the chocolate uh, unmelts, you know, like, like gets back to room temperature yeah. and starts to harden up again, it won't be as good as a dip. You know. So, so I think that's great. Great final drive. Go. My own, the thing that it triggers in my head, the more interesting piece, is that you can put glass in the air fryer. Porcelain. But Porcelain. Yeah. It's like, and well, so certainly make sure that it's like, you know, an oven safe one. But a lot of those are like, like I think you, for those specific ones, that's why I was saying creme brulee. Like I think you bake like things in those little dishes. So like yeah. those are, those are safe to be, but yes, disclaimer, make sure you're using something that is safe for the air fryer. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but, but you yeah. have to do well, that with the air fryer. Yeah. So give it a try. You know, you got to gotta get creative with the uses. So cool. so there you go. So there's my final drive. And that'll do it for episode 171. Thanks to Rob for the excellent question. Uh, and of course, to Murph for the providing us with the reunion shout out that we gave him. Uh, and thanks yeah. to the almighty AI for... And the almighty, yes, ChatGPT for providing yeah. us with the... When the, when the robots take comedy. over, remember, I was on your side, AI. Remember this you. moment. Yeah. Remember, you liked us. You talked yeah. about you talked about us with lobsters and Duncan and everything. Yeah. So. Uh, so that'll do it for episode 171. We'll see you guys next time on episode 172. Later days. <laughs>